0: This is the books podcast presented by me, the voiceover guy, because this episode needs a narrator, a authorial voice, a chronicler, if you will, of what is possibly the oddest book we have featured in this podcast. Because, well, to start with, Tim Haig is dead, or so we are told in the early pages of Zed is for Zoigma, Tim Hague's own book, Yes, rising to the if-you're-so-clever-write-one-yourself, Tim has become critic-turned-author. Z is for Zoigma is a loosely-themed collection of, well, jokes, playful devices, dialogues, setups, and so on. Uh, it pretends to be a novel, but it's not really, is it, Tim?
1: It's not a novel at all. <laughs> no, it's just a book of humour. It's a book of humour, and it, it's themed because that way you can pretend that you're doing something coherent but it's 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 uh, not it's not really um it doesn't come to a proper finish or anything and the characters are um they're purely for my for my uh, purposes to amuse myself
0: but stuff does happen more or less in an order of events
1: it does yes because it's so it's it, it, it's sort of a murder mystery except there's not much mystery and and the victim is as you say is um is the uh Nobel-worthy uh, literature, Tim Haig. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Now, the book is actually tightly packed, um, uh, sort of joke fest. And I think one reviewer of this book said, if a sentence is not funny, I've clearly missed something. Why? What first gave you the idea for this book?
1: Well, I was doing some... I had a column, a humorous column in a magazine, which stopped. And I was frustrated. I enjoyed doing... You know, one-off pieces of a, a thousand words to uh, to be funny, and I, I was I was planning to do, do it as a blog. I thought I'd um, give myself a a blog to to do periodical pieces, and um, and that's and that's what I was going to do. But the more and more I wrote it, more and more of the jokes and the pleasantries and the the devices that I wanted to use were. Uh, were bookish inevitably because that's where that's you know that's where i live is 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 the books so and and once i'd you know done an introduction and had chapters that had only one word and then had some fake fake books in the uh, at the back you know of the ones that you might like to read this one as well once i'd done all of that it wasn't a blog anymore it really was a book so i had to i had to you know print it out and, and turn it into a into an actual object
0: and as we've said, there's something vaguely resembling a narrative, so it sort of makes sense to have it all in one, uh, in one uh, between two covers. I do enjoy the other books by Tim Hague at the opening, which is a blank sheet of paper.
1: That exact, that's the sort of thing you can't do on a blog. It's the kind of joke you can only have in a, in a book, where you turn the page. also, uh, also by Tim Hague, and pfft, nothing there. Yeah, exactly. It is quite short, it is quite short, but I have a theory about humour. People on people have a limited attention span for humour. I always think, I, you know, genius though, P.G. Woodhouse is, by the time I get to the end of a P.G. Woodhouse novel... I'm exhausted with him because he's—he, I mean, he's so brilliant that he—he's he's overwhelmed me. So I do think that people have, you know, a, a, a capacity for humour that that is limited. I just wanted this one to be long enough to have a spine that I could get my name printed on the edge of it. I Legally. wanted when you looked at it on the shelf that you could actually see me. Yeah. But and and once I'd got that far, I said, right, fine, finished, and uh,
0: and called it done. It does sort of feel as if you. As if you, as it were, um, uh, blown your load because it's packed up with so many jokes. Are there any more left? Are you still funny?
1: Uh, no, I'm not funny anymore at all. I, I, I had a criterion for inclusion in this book, which was if I thought of a joke, it went in, whether it was one that only only one of my friends would get. Or if it was so puerile as to disgrace a Christmas cracker, it went in. That was that was my sole criterion. And actually, when I, I was deciding which chapter to write next, it was generally because I had a joke that I wanted to do. Ooh, oh, I'll do that one, and that will go in this chapter. Right. In that case, we'll do chapter eleven. I is for iambic pentameter. So if I had a joke that I wanted to put in that one, that's the chapter I did next.
0: So is there already a, a difficult second album, considering this? Been quite a difficult first album.
1: I haven't written anything since. No, but that's all right. You know, it, it, as long as this is funny, then that's all it needs to be. Because this, this, this uh, will have to, you know, <laughs> stand off all on its own.
0: So, in terms of a sort of master plan for the jokes, you, you were pretty indiscriminate.
1: Uh, completely indiscriminate. As soon as I had a joke that that I, I I'm, this is going to sound so self-regarding. Uh, if I had a joke that delighted me for that chapter, I, right, I've got it. I'm writing that one now. <laughs> so it, my, my idea was that I, I put as many jokes in as I could, but I wanted there to be at least one in every chapter that I went, ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I, I'm, I'm pleased with that one. One of those, you know, right, I'm, I'm taking the afternoon off now <laughs> jokes. So in every chapter, I wanted to be at least one like that.
0: And you are prepared to work really quite hard to make a joke. There's one chapter which sets it up in line one and delivers in the last three words. So you're not above making the reader wait.
1: Oh, absolutely not. But that's... Well, if I can refer you back to the epigram, is I, naturally, being a book, it has an epigram. And at the front, it says, um, you know, that a, a punchline is like an orgasm. It's welcome, obviously, but how you get to it matters. Half the pleasure and half the amusement with some jokes, especially cheap jokes, is how much trouble you go to setting them up.
0: Now, you say cheap jokes, but actually, I mean, I felt I needed a, a dictionary and a thesaurus and possibly a glossary to hand. What sort of audience did you have in mind for this? Me. Okay.
1: Me and anybody, actually everybody who knows me. And The only problem is that they've all heard all the jokes before, but that's okay because, you know, they're old friends, some of them.
0: Yeah, I, I, I suppose. Were you then surprised when people whom uh, you haven't slept with and who don't owe you money found it funny and actually bought it? Well,
1: flattered. Um, yes, yes. There's a moment when you, when you, when you finish something, a, a book or a, a record or whatever, um, and, and, and you sort of send it out into the world. There is a moment when you feel a, a total loss of confidence, where you think people are just going to think it's wank. Um, people are going to, uh, you know, look at it and think, oh, well, what a self-regarding, pompous little fool. This is. And the moment you've hit send on, on your computer or, or dropped the envelope into the post, into the post box, y- your heart sinks and you think, oh God, what have I done? So yeah, when somebody comes back and says, yes, that really made me laugh, that's very reassuring.
0: So going back to the the structure of the book itself, the chapters. The structure. Yeah, the yeah structure. let's let's do that. Yeah, <laughs> I use the term quite loosely. Um, the chapters don't come in alphabetical order. Am I supposed to read anything into that?
1: No, not at all. I was oh. going to do them in alphabetical order because, as you, you say, it's called for Zoidmer. There's a, there's a writer called Sue Grafton who does uh, crime novels. Uh, with alphabetical uh, succession. So she started off with A is for alibi, B is for burglar. This this amused me, and I thought that I would do something similar on this, with, you know, A is for alliteration and B is for bathos and C is for catacresis and, and all of that. And I had intended to follow the alphabet until I wrote the um, the first line for H is for hyperbole, which was, you know, this most marvellous book ever written. And I thought, oh, ah, that's the beginning. So At which point I went... I'm not doing these in alphabetical order anymore. I am doing them in whatever
0: order comes to me. Is there anything about the book which is not to some extent intended to be funny?
1: Not a thing. Not one thing. Um I I, I, I don't think there's a a serious detail in the whole thing. Um there's not supposed to be.
0: Good. Um now uh, many of the chapters refer to figures of speech but not all. What what's why not? What's that about?
1: Because I cheat. It's as simple as that, actually. If you know, sometimes you have you, you you'll think, "Oh, I could do, um, I could do." See, it's which means is an incorrect use of language. That's what that means. Except that how do you make it funny? And again, the criterion was if I could if I could be amusing, uh, or if I could amuse myself with it, then I used a figure of speech. And if not, then I would cheat.
0: And it is actually uh, fair to say that I've learned the meaning of a couple of figures of speech (laughs) largely despite myself and actually in some ways despite you um because what you have for each figure of speech is a chapter's worth of an examples of examples of what that figure of speech actually does was there any element of education in this or were you simply showing off
1: showing off yes but playing it's, it's just playfulness Because, you know, because language and words are delightful in themselves and free. Sometimes you'll you'll, you'll use a word and somebody will say, how do you know what that means? It's not a secret. Anybody's allowed to. There's a dictionary. Go and and look it up. But they're free. Um, And Mm. jokes are free. Mm. Um, It's one of the best things about them.
0: I have an absolute favourite, which has made me giggle in church. Quite literally, and I'm not going to repeat it here because it's it, it. Is it, oh, it delicate? No, it just has to be read. It's oh. it's just gorgeous. Um, but do you have a favorite bit or a favorite phrase or chapter or term?
1: I'm afraid I've got lots. I've mm. got uh, the, you know, lots of the chapters are my favorite, depending on which one I want, and lots of the uh, the little the little jokes that uh, that that are there, I'm, I'm unreasonably uh, pleased with. Um, I, 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 there was one in the last chapter, but one D is for denouement. Um, I found myself writing writing in a new character called Mary Suspect, and I, I wrote for myself Mary Suspect was as beautiful as she was wise. Nature can be cruel that way. And, and yeah, having written that, that made me laugh. And all, yeah, <laughs> so that stayed in. So could you could you read a little, please? Oh yes, I could. <clears throat> <laughs> That's very good.
0: Z is for Zeugma is published by Green Shoot at £5.99 and is available so far from you but as new outlets arrive we will let you know Tim Haig, thank you very much indeed (laughs) Thank you That was the Books Podcast with Tim Haig The Books Podcast is produced by Green Shoot You can find out more at www.green-shoot.com and Tim can be contacted on Tim at Green right, so how was that for you?
1: Odd, odd because I'm, I'm not used to seeing uh, on this side the, the the view is a good deal better from this side of the microphone than from the other one.
0: Thank you. I, I'll take that as a flirtatious comment, and we'll go with that. Thank you, Tim.
1: I meant metaphorically, but yes. <laughs>